0: Here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, keeping your shit together in a stressed world. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Post. Hello, Michelle.
1: Hello, Scott. Cheers.
0: Cheers. (laughs) So I'm gonna start off now, we are recorded. And we obviously recorded this a bit early. But I do need to ask, do you have family away from the wildfires that are happening in Canada?
1: um I they are not affected by the wildfires yes
0: all right so I've been seeing it you know here in California right we went through the fire season we had fires everywhere and so I'm it it's not that I'm impervious to this I'm watching this and saying yeah that's what the sky looks like when the when the the world is on fire
1: fire." yeah Yeah. Um, yeah that's sad I hope I hope our listeners if you you or friends or family are affected that you're okay and that yeah. you'll
0: be safe. Very much so. Um yeah, you know, before we jump into our show today, which is all about embracing flaws and imperfections, uh-huh. uh you you and I probably have a lot to talk about. It's very <laughs> it's very interesting. I uh, uh, again, many people know that I've been through total knee replacement. I went in to my surgeon today for a post surgical follow-up so he could look at it and he actually had out uh i want to call it a sample it's not a sample he had out what he put in my knee oh i I had never seen it before like a model it was yeah it was it was like model it was the bones model bones
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then the real uh uh thing that they you know you they cut off both ends of your 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 bones and then put a new a new knee in. I'd never seen it before and I was just it's beautiful oh my god oh, I fell in love with it it's you like you
1: fell in love with your new knee I
0: fell in love with the, the, it, the it, it, it's shiny and it's titanium and it's like oh my Ooh. god it looks like freaking cool well in the <laughs> in the course of my discussion with him it was you know I've still got some pain here and I've got a tweak there and I want to go and do the things that I used to be able to do and they've already warned me you're not going to run unless you're being chased by a bear and (laughs) right and you're not going to be doing some of the yoga positions you used to do you're not going to be kneeling for a while Mm -hmm. because of Mm -hmm. the tenderness but then he stopped and he said I just want to say something he says Scott everybody heals differently and we live in an age where everybody wants everything instantly.
1: Oh, so you, true. Order,
0: you order your coffee and it's put in your hand.
1: Mm-hmm. You order,
0: you order a book and it's delivered by two o'clock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He said, pain doesn't work that way.
1: Mm-mm. And your healing and you're, doesn't work that bo- way, Scott.
0: exactly. And your body needs to, to just do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. However, he says, I want to compliment you. And this is kind of a lead into what we're going to talk about today. He said, I want to compliment you. He says, because you you keep pushing your body, you keep doing these things and asking, you know, am I gonna break it? He says, first of all, you're not gonna break it. He said, and number two, he said, I would much rather you have this very aggressive type personality as far as healing
1: uh-huh.
0: than not, which reminded Makes me. Makes sense. Which reminded me of you know, I went through race car school, right? Where you go uh-huh. out and 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 you uh, get these cars and they put them on a racetrack and they, they give you flight school in the morning. And then <laughs> they turn you loose with a, a professional race car driver in the afternoon and you get to do all kinds of cool things. And at one point, my race car driver pulled me aside and he said, you're a very aggressive driver, aren't you? And I know we've talked about this on the show before, but it, it bears reminding because it was like my surgeon saying the same thing. He said, you're a very aggressive driver. <laughs> Not that that's bad because you cannot teach this. He said, yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather you be aggressive and we pull you back
1: uh-huh.
0: than you being timid and we have to teach you courage.
1: Oh, good point.
0: Yes. He said, because it's so, he said, well, the race car driver said, you can't teach someone to be aggressive. You can take someone who is aggressive and pull them back. Yeah. And it's very much what my surgeon was saying today. It's like, I'd rather you have this, let's go do it and get healed and go do your thing. And I had made the joke before, right? You can't leave Scott unsupervised to drive the new knee. Uh, And so it's just, it was, it's just very thematic for me. And I want all of our listeners to understand, you know, I'm not saying you all have to be out there and, you know, balls to the wall for lack of a right. way to put it. Right. And if you're not, that's good. Embrace that. But for those of you who are, right, you're always mm-hmm. pushing and you're always wanting more. You're always doing this. There comes a time when, as Michelle said, healing takes time. Yes. And as my physical therapist told me, you can't rush healing.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, it, yes, I I cannot say kudos to you for this, this cool example, for living this way. I can't emphasize enough the importance of pacing um, oneself, you know, taking that aggression, if that's what you're feeling and pace. Um, I... had a discussion with a client recently about the opposite. Like, let's say you've been struggling with fatigue or pain or exhaustion or illness, and then you get this burst of energy and then you just like go for it. You overdo it. Right. That's an example of where maybe you don't have the aggression all the time, but you get it back and you overdo it. And then you, you backslide or you get sick again, or because you didn't properly Uh, take a bathroom break, take a lunch break, take a dinner break, minimize the amount of of strain you put on your body or your mind or your heart. Um, I even talked about it with um, emotional pacing of difficult conversations, right? Just because you have the energy to do it at a certain time doesn't mean you need to be uh, spending (laughs) 24-7 But like we've,
0: we've we've talked about we've, and, and we you know you and i've talked about this in recent yeah. episodes and you know the reality is by the way when we turn when i use the word aggression that's not angry aggression no, it's, it's aggressive as far as drive. we just push ourselves drive yeah
1: it's true um, and it's mm-hmm. like
0: right you tell me to do 10 push-ups i'll do 20 yeah and then the next morning i'll hurt and wonder yeah. why
1: and then wonder why <laughs> and then you won't want to do your push-ups yeah
0: So again, it's just, I I, I thought it might be an interesting thing to at least bring up to folks because I'm, I'm starting to see some of my coaching clients also experience this and right that they'll push, then they plateau or they backslide yes because their their body is saying, no, no, Mm -hmm. this is where you're supposed to be. And they push and then they don't get the results that they want. Uh, and it might be in their home life it might be in their financial life it doesn't matter they're all the yeah, same all the same uh, they all they all react the same and then because they don't get the immediate results that they want they go oh fuck it mm-hmm. and I'm I'm here to tell you just trust the process yeah
1: yeah I agree trust the process all right should we jump
0: in should we jump into today's show
1: yeah so yes, today absolutely t- we should
0: today we're we're talking about embracing your flaws. And your uh, imperfections, right? Yes. And um, as the aggressive, aggressive guy, right—the one who's (laughs) driven—this, this this is a particularly challenging subject for me. Um, And it literally—I've said this in one of my Facebook posts. I had to be broken, right? I had to be taken apart, and then put back together, in order to actually understand how to, to let go of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, one of the things I'd love to explore with you is the whole concept of the positiveness of understanding your flaws. Because I'm sure mm-hmm, yeah. I, I'm sure you have clients who come in, patients yeah. who come in. Yeah. And they're in denial or they're deflecting or they don't see it.
1: Or, or they're beating themselves
0: up yeah or they're beating themselves up and you know setting aside the serenity prayer which we've talked about uh, at ad nauseum on this show mm-hmm. um you know one of the first things with embracing imperfections that i have found is just recognizing they're there and yeah. i'll give everybody an example mm-hmm. um because i've worked uh, with law enforcement so much in a variety of of roles, I had the benefit of I got to play. I went through uh, one of the the regional sheriffs academies uh, along with the actual people who were going to be deputies. I got to go and play, but mm-hmm. I got to go through the academies, and that included the shooting range. Mm-hmm. I shot a lot of guns. Mm-hmm. My hearing is for shit.
1: Oh, that's where it comes and, from, and Dang. it has
0: gotten worse. Right, yeah, and yeah. so all of my friends in law enforcement—we're all joking. We're all about the same age, and nobody can hear anything. <laughs> nobody no. can hear anything. And all of our spouses are saying, "You're just selectively not listening to us." And it's uh-huh. like, no, no, no—that actually is the deficit. And so, um, <laughs> one of the flaws I've had to embrace, right, is number one: setting aside, setting aside the ego. Yeah, or the vanity, not ego. Setting aside yeah. the vanity of I wear hearing aids. Yeah, I should yeah. wear them more often, but I don't. Uh-huh. Right? I don't like the way they feel. They okay. tickle my ear, all that. But the oh. the and then actually being comfortable with the fact of telling people, look, I'm I I have a hearing problem. Can you just speak louder and slower? <laughs> right. And um, it it's I've had to embrace that and believe it or not, there's a positivity to it, right? Yes. Um, you know, when I talk to people, I read their lips quite a bit.
1: Yes, I do too.
0: And it's, I just flat out now have embraced, and it's, I know that some people will go, Scott, that's not a flaw, that's part of aging, that's part of, you know, the industrial <laughs> world that you lived in, and there's an outside external force on it. Uh-huh. But my reaction to it was, that's a flaw. My knee yeah. is a great example, right?
1: Yeah. For a
0: very long time. And and we talked about this last week with Diane. You know, my knee—I never embraced for a, for a long time post surgery. Mm-hmm. It was something else was in my leg, and it's not my knee. Yeah. And it took my sister to actually say, "Why do you qu- keep talking about your knee like it's not yours?" Uh huh.
1: Uh
0: huh. Um, again, own it. Uh-huh. Own it. And so, I'm I'm curious from a therapeutic standpoint: How do you get someone? to recognize and own a flaw or imperfection, even if it's a subjective assessment?
1: Well, many ways, but one way is by finding examples in the world of where flaws make something more valuable. Right? So if you look at one of the things that I use in therapy around flaws is the metaphor of the Japanese bowls filled with gold. And interestingly enough, I've called this, I've heard this called kintsugi, but for a long time, I was referring to it as kintsukuri. And I I am a terrible speller, right? So I just assumed when I heard kintsugi that I was saying it wrong. And I was reflecting, this is a weird example, but I was reflecting on when I spoke at my friend's mom's uh, memorial, who was Japanese. And I was reading about the gold bowls, and I used the Kinsukuri. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I say that wrong even at the memorial? And in prepping for this very show today, I realized it's actually both. You can refer to it as either, yeah, Kinsugi or Kinsukuri. And so- and so I was like, wow. and so hearkening back on that in my own life, I've always been a terrible speller. It comes from French, Canadian, English influence growing up in Canada, and then moving to Southern California, blue collar town where nobody could understand I was Canadian. And that's why my spelling was so poor. And then I was put in like average English until my eighth grade teacher figured it out and, and promoted me into advanced placement and all because of my French Canadian influence in spelling and that, you know, get somehow get through school graduate second in my class honors da da, da, da da. fast forward to like 10 years ago when I was writing an article for an Australian journal, probably less than 10 years ago. And the, the, the editor reached out to me and she said, well, first of all, Michelle, thank you. This is one of the best prepared articles I've ever had. And second of all, I just have to tell you that I've got to change your American spelling into oh, Australian um, English spelling so I was like this is amazing I, I just have classic examples of how maybe it's okay that you're not a perfect speller yeah. or you know like there are examples this this very example of kintsugi and the other word kintsukuri like they are both actors. And anyway, but let's get back to the Japanese bulls. Well, In- uh,
0: yeah, because I, I, you know, before you go into it, because we yeah. both love, I've always heard it, Kintsugi. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, do you want to explain to listeners what it is?
1: Yes, that's what I was going to say is it's basically these, these ancient ancient Uh, bowls that somehow cracked over time or broke and rather than throw them away they repaired the ceramics traditionally with a lacquer mixed with gold that created a gold seam where the cracks used to be and the original bowls that are uncracked are not as valuable as this ceramic tradition of repairing the bowl and with the gold cracks the gold cracked bowls Are collectors items. They are special. They are unique. So all the other bowls look alike, but the cracks make such uniqueness. You know, the bowl never cracks in the same place, even if the original bowls, there's multiple of the original bowls and multiple cracked versions of the bowls. They're never cracked in the same place. And there's more value in the cracked bowls. And so it that practice got me thinking about how it's the scars and cracks in my own life that make me a unique, valuable human. The pain that I've experienced personally helps me be a better, more empathetic human in the world, a better therapist in the world. I have greater value to give than if I had lived my whole life till 51 without any challenges.
0: Well, you know, and, and I think that that actually underscores maybe the biggest takeaway for this whole show, and that's that flaws and imperfections, even if they are self-evaluated and they're yes. not real to the outside observer,
1: yes,
0: make you human, right?
1: Yes, and, and, and valuable. It, and,
0: and with Kintsugi, again, the value is not the broken pottery. It's the gold and the silver and the platinum that's used to put it back together and then the craftsmen actually highlight what's holding the fragile pieces back together yes. and and these seams are strong right mm-hmm. and so They're beautiful I, and and so as our listeners go through and go hey I've got this I've got this problem I've got this frailty I've got this imperfection I've got this whatever is going on the reality is you're you are getting through it Mm-hmm. or you wouldn't be listening to this show frankly That's right. let's be candid right <laughs> you're you're getting through whatever you're getting through and mm-hmm. that's the gold the silver the platinum whatever is holding you together and that yeah. becomes the highlight right the the the, the kintsugi pottery wouldn't mm-hmm. be what it is without the fragile pieces to make up the whole <laughs> piece mm-hmm. but these artisans have realized that it's the fragility of The process that allows them to create these art pieces. And they're gorgeous, by the way.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's they talk about it being more beautiful for having been broken. Yeah. So the whole bowl compared to one that's gone through Kinskuri reparation is not as beautiful.
0: And And, I think it oh go ahead.
1: And I, I think that's true of us humans, that there's something. We love like the comeback story. We love the overcoming story. We love the inspiration of somebody getting through a difficulty and somehow keeping their shit together somehow, you know, living life. It's inspiring and beautiful.
0: Well, and, and I think, and maybe this ties in with my question to you, how do you work with a patient in in this context?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we've sitting here talking about Kintsugi and as we're mm-hmm. talking, it strikes me that a lot of people would say, damn it, the bowl is broken.
1: Yep, let's throw and it an away. Ar-
0: and an artisan looks at it and says, what an opportunity. I know. And so, you know, one of the things I think of value, at least for me, is realizing the flaws and imper- imperfections can be viewed in a different light if you want to do that.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's
0: a choice, right?
1: Yeah. It is. So this, how do I help a client? I try to point out, I point out, I don't just try. I point out to my clients that their struggles and their imperfections have made them unique. They have a unique story. They have unique gift to give to the people in their lives or to their work life. And no one else has that same imprint and it's special. And they have a tremendous amount of compassion that compassion, self, you know, hopefully self-compassion is what we're working on, but compassion, empathy for others, patience with others that maybe they wouldn't have if they didn't understand struggle.
0: Yeah. And you know, for me, it's certainly people come to both you and I with struggles and challenges and symptoms of, of choices. Um and I, I love when I ask somebody, "Are you a perfectionist?"
1: Uh-huh. And they
0: they always say yes, right? <laughs> and and then I tell them, "Well, I'm a recovering perfectionist." What what <laughs> if we took where you want to go, your goals, your dreams, etc. Combine that with um, your your uh, we'll just for term for for the sake of the show today, call them flaws and imperfections, mm-hmm. and and we turn you into a heat seeking missile where the target is excellence, mm. not perfection.
1: I love that.
0: Um, and, you know, I'm always reminded of the Maya Angelou quote that I just, I'm, I'm just enthralled with it. I've used it, I believe on this show before, mm-hmm. but I, I, I just love the the quote, do the best you can until you know better. And when you know better, do better.
1: Wow. So true right do the best you can until you know better and when you know better do better
0: and that imp- you know you look at all of the heroes we have in the world whoever they yes. are for for our listeners mm-hmm. if you go and study their lives oh my god do you want to see how many times these folks have fallen down
1: fallen i know and then they
0: get back up again
1: mm-hmm. yep yep it's it's true. How many times did Edison, how many failed light bulbs did it take 10, to get a light bulb? <laughs> he, he
0: discovered 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. <laughs>
1: 10,000.
0: Yeah. You know, the, 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 and the other thing I, I just want to touch on again, I'm, I'm bringing in my perspective, folks, just
1: mm-hmm.
0: as someone who values creativity so much, you know, there's something about serendipity. There is something about when you go to create, whether you're writing uh, music, whether you're drawing or painting, uh, and we've certainly done shows on art as therapy, uh, whether you're putting a speech together. I constantly am reminded of of a trip that my wife and I made to Rome and I was just completely freaking blown away because we're walking around Rome and these little tiny cars, I mean, little tiny cars yeah,
1: oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Are,
0: are just parked everywhere. They're, they're mm-hmm. parked this angle and that angle. They're front to front. They're back to back. They're side to side. They're, it is complete madness yeah. compared to what I see in California, right? Uh-huh. Un, un, unless you're picking up children from school and then it makes sense. <laughs> but, but that putting that aside is like just craziness. And I finally chatted with somebody in Rome and I said, what's with the parking here? and they of course were like what are you talking about right they didn't perceive it that way i -hmm. perceived it as madness and then i i showed them and the shop owner she she actually laughed and she smiled she says oh that's inspiration of the moment that's how we park here
1: (laughs) inspiration of the moment
0: wow and i I, I just invited right
1: let's do that
0: What, what i what i was looking at as far as a flaw in the parking. Yes. Was was turned into inspiration of the moment. And (laughs) I I noticed that as soon as she said that, it's the way I draw, it's the way I paint. It's the way if I write a poem, if I if I'm putting a speech together or I'm creating a magic effect.
1: Yeah, you don't edit it while you write, while you create. I
0: I may know what I want, right? In my head, I've got this idea. This is what you want, Scott. (laughs) But I'm open enough during the creative process to change it it's like oh my god the, right, ser- right. the serendipity of the moment the inspiration right. of the moment right. kicks in and it's like this is so much better i'm going to embrace that
1: right
0: and i think a lot of people are afraid to in embrace Brace. that uncertainty
1: mm-hmm. and embrace their flaws you know yeah i mean it's fighting like, against their flaws fighting fighting fighting
0: i've said this before you know bruce lee one of the most highly acclaimed martial artists ever right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's lauded for his style and he's lauded for his grace and he's lauded for his philosophy and i don't think a lot of people realize that what what created the bruce lee style Mm -hmm. was the fact that he had one leg shorter than another and he couldn't do what his martial (laughs) arts instructors were telling him to do embracing the flaw he created his own
1: embrace the flaw exactly yeah. <laughs> oh, I I um I was thinking about some other quotes that are are similar to what we were talking about that helped me with my clients in therapy. There's a Churchill quote, Winston Churchill quote, "Perfection is the enemy of progress." Right? That if you're uh or Mark Twain, continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right? <laughs> So when we can just embrace our flaws and flow with it instead of let them stagnate us, gosh, we can get so much farther than if we're just stagnant over the fact that we're... Oh, I'll give you another example. Um, You refer to colleague of ours to a marketing guru person. Shoot, what's her name? Soul is her last name. Anyway, she has something called the Garbage Post Challenge on Instagram, which helps people who struggle with perfection and taking up space and, you know, kind of marketing themselves and networking themselves. The goal is just 30 days, 100 posts in 30 days, okay? And the goal is to get you to post anything for a hundred days about your business, about yourself, about your services that you provide, even if you have a flaw in it, because it helps you address some of the underlining barriers. Like I don't deserve to have space. I'm going to annoy people. And the idea is even if you annoy people, they're going to stop following you and they're not really your followers anyway. Right. You want to find your real people that you connect with. And I actually love it. And I took the challenge, but did I do it in 100 days? No, no. No, did I do it in 30 days? I did 100 quotes, but it probably did it in three months, not 30 days. I did it in like 100 days or 90 days. But who cares? I mean, who cares? I still did it and I completed it and it felt good completing it. And I did engage with um, some people on Instagram that I had lost track with yeah. over time. And it was really a positive experience for me. So that's another example of sometimes we just won't take action because we're so afraid of either cancel culture or I have a typo. Oh my gosh, the number of presentations I've done with typos in them. It's just, it's ridiculous. But I would never teach. If every presentation I gave had to be perfect, I would never teach. And I have taught thousands of people yeah. incredible well, techniques to this, use with their clients.
0: This brings me to something that I thought about in preparing for the show about you. Um, And and while we both are in this field, I mean, you've talked many times about peak performance, right? Yes. And the flow state.
1: And the flow state.
0: And and how would you suggest a listener get into the flow state, even if there's a flaw there?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, once you get in the flow state, there's usually no flaws. That's the magic about it. But That
0: is the magic. Yep. Uh,
1: it is number one, embracing your flaws and doing it any- anyway, right? So I have a little like peak, my um, my acronym for it is you P, you got to get present. You know, you can't really get in a flow state if you're multitasking or thinking about too many things. So just get present and then E, understand you're exceptional, that you you have something special to give. You might not be perfect, but you're exceptional, right? And A is like, get your anxiety managed. So can I can I take my anxiety, the A, and and manage it? So calm myself, breathe, keep my heart rate. You need enough anxiety, the Yerkes-Dobson law. You need enough anxiety, AKA activation, AKA energy. To be awake, you know, so you're not asleep, but not so much that you're overwhelmed and fading out and stuck and Im- immovable. So it's this peak bell shaped curve peak of managing your anxiety to that peak level. Some is good; too much is bad. And then the K is like keep kicking butt at self care because the only way to to stay to make more and more of these peak experiences happen is this ritual of. Performance, understanding I'm exceptional, keeping my anxiety managed and keeping my self care going that is how we create flow state, but it is not one hundred percent about perfection at all
0: yeah and I it's and I not. think and I think number one not only is that important but if you look again i you know I, I'm a big fan of mentors and guides and heroes and however you want to put it, right every hero that I can, um, I think of, I'm looking at my wall right now with all these pictures on it. <laughs> oh my God. Every one of these people has a flaw. Every freaking one of them.
1: Because we're human.
0: Um. Well, it's, but they, they.
1: Even superheroes have flaws.
0: They also were able to use that to motivate and inspire others. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the other thing, right? If you want to yeah. leave the world in a better place, you want to leave a legacy. To help another human being, yeah, is just a wonderful gift to give yourself.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, and I'll do a little shameless plug here for a minute. I I received a call yesterday from uh, someone I work with in a coaching basis. I've only worked with this individual. I've never worked with their significant other. Mm -hmm. And at the end of our session, this individual wanted to ask me about my new book, the unfinished book and I was uh, talking to them about it. And they then said, I want to tell you something, I need to thank you. I said, Why? And they said, because my significant other has ordered this book for themselves. And I said, that's one uh, Well, I'm honored. Thank you. And this person said, But that's not what I'm thanking you for. I'm thanking you for being so transparent that oh. that that they can now see there's another way to walk through the world
1: oh exactly you and it was and, it, and it was like
0: oh my goodness right how touching that is mm-hmm. to 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 it. it's it's a byproduct obviously of of what i was doing and, and i'm letting people know that you know you can talk as an authority you can be an expert you can be the yoda for the people that you want to work with i've always (laughs) talked about that right the mentor (laughs) the guide Mm -hmm. at some point though it's it's the imperfections and the flaws it's the things that didn't go right yeah that everybody else can now look at and say oh my god i get it he's one of us yeah yeah
1: i so love that
0: It was a, it was a very cool call.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you do talk about, I mean, that's why I would co-host this episode podcast with you for so long. It's the only thing I've done weekly for years in a long time.
0: Well, I'm sorry. so not,
1: I'm so not (laughs) ritual. I'm so not ritualized. (laughs) You're funny.
0: Uh, Brian, that was a
1: hint.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, and, and, and I got to tell you, the other thing that has come up for me in embracing flaws and imperfections in the context of my book, because there's a whole section of the book yeah. about it, and that's yeah. gratitude. Yeah. Can you be grateful I know. for the flaws? Can you be grateful for the imperfections?
1: That is and tough, it, it's
0: been right? hard. For, oh, my goodness. Yeah, has, that's it, has it
1: been a lot of work for me? Mm-hmm. Right?
0: I, I've I've had to be dressed down for lack of a better way to put it, by my physical therapist, my surgeon. Uh, I think you may have done it at one Maybe. point. Uh, I know <laughs> that my my wife and my sister have done it to me. And it's like, Scott, you cannot be a superhero all the frickin time.
1: Oh, no, no, I know.
0: And so, it's literally not only embracing your perfections and flaws, it's being grateful for what you've got. It's being in the moment. Yeah. And um, again, I know, I know last week we talked about somatic self-care. A lot of it is that too. Mm -hmm. A lot of the principles we talked about with Diane are applicable. It doesn't have to be body talk, right? Body awareness. It can be everything from finances to your career, to your relationships, to your religious or spiritual beliefs, any of those, you can take all that into account. And can you embrace where you're at right now at any given moment and be grateful for it?
1: Right now, you know, um, an additional challenge that I've noticed in my own personal growth is I'm still working on this, so I'm going to breathe heavy. Ah. Being grateful for the pain and the painful experiences in my life that weren't my doing. So that makes sense. It's one thing to embrace my own flaws, which I've gotten really good at. Because I'm just like, there's no alternative. I'm me. I'm, I'm, I have flaws. I either continue to exist or I don't know what, so there's that, but like accepting and having gratitude for the challenges that you have gone through that were at the hands of another. Wow. But when I think about those challenges that I've gone through at the hands of another, what did they teach me? Sometimes they taught me how to better take care of myself. Sometimes they taught me how to say no. Sometimes they taught me how to leave. Sometimes they gave me drive to leave and change. Um, You know, sometimes they taught me greater compassion for other people and what they're going through. But that I'm still working on that one, Scott, is like being grateful for the flaws and imperfections in my past history or in others that hurt me in the past.
0: And and wow. again, it, it, you and I you, you you this is one topic where you and I come at things so differently uh-huh that makes the show interesting.
1: Okay. Um and
0: and, and I'm not, I don't want to get into a deep philosophical discussion because it could well, be a I'll show all in the itself. But for those those listeners um who you you the beauty of this is you get to adopt whatever you want. Yes. I've always been raised, been aware—however you want to call it—of the concept that everything that happens to me, everything I see, and everything that's done
1: uh-huh.
0: is something I've asked for, and as a result of that, I get what I ask for.
1: Uh huh. Um, like everything happens for a reason. Every, it, I see it, and, and, hear it.
0: Right, and so it kind of goes back to the old Ho'oponopono thing. Anything happens, it's this act of forgiveness. What have I done? It's yeah. not a guilt, by the way, this is not a guilt thing. What right. have I done that has created, caused, manifested this?
1: Right, right.
0: And the beauty of this is that both Michelle's and my outlooks and perspectives of this work
1: because uh-huh. they're
0: they're identical in embracing your flaws and, and imperfections.
1: They are because I I really struggle and don't know that I will die peacefully thinking that everything happens for a reason, Right. Mm-hmm. When, when you deal with death and dying work and you see everything from toddlers to children, to teens, to grandparents, to, you know, parents leaving behind toddlers and mothers leaving behind teenagers for all kinds of reasons, um, drunk drivers, uh, flaws in safety measures, uh, random health crises. It just, it's hard to go. Yeah. I certainly would never do that to a current bereaver, a new bereaver. Everything happens for a reason. And I don't know that the things that have happened to me that I'm still grateful for happened for a reason. I just know I can be grateful for what they taught me and the change they created in me.
0: And, um, and I that's still could to lived
1: happily without any of that shit oh,
0: happening. <laughs> a, a, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We could we can all live without the <laughs> shit. Um, and, and again, the reason I bring it up is is so that listeners can appreciate you can come at this from so many different philosophical or mind foundations, yeah, and reach the same place that yes rather than denying or deflecting or destroying your flaws and imperfections, if you'll embrace them, embrace them. Uh, you will have a lot less suffering in your life.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and you'll, you'll get a lot more done and you'll enjoy life more because you won't be so immobile. In, um, I know there's another quote about perfection being immobilizing, but it just makes sense that perfection if your goal is perfection it's so immobilizing you never take the first step because you're so afraid to step wrong to post wrong to write wrong to publish wrong to speak wrongly or incorrect it's incorrect uh, yeah, I'm there, using there, my there's my language
0: poorly but. there's no doubt that fear and victimization and you know that this the risk who want who loves uncertainty. Risk. There are very few people that love uncertainty. Um, and those <laughs> that say they love uncertainty, they're not even being completely honest with themselves because yeah. they may like some uncertainty. They may yeah. like some surprises, but what yeah. they're saying is we like good stuff.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: We, we don't want the bad stuff.
1: Right. We want to we wanna jump out of airplanes at our own risk and wish and safety level. Yeah, not, <laughs> I'm not jumping
0: out of an airplane. Uh <laughs>
1: You know, one song I'm going to challenge our listeners to either search or find on YouTube is Peter Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R, Japanese Bowl. That song, if we could play it here, I would, but we I don't know how. So I just want you to look, look it up and make it a regular part of your walking meditation that we've talked about, or your morning meditation, if that's your thing, or your self-care ritual. Just listen to that at least once a week because it is beautiful. It references Kinsukuri and it talks about, um, the cracks making you more valuable because it's true. It it is true. Your cracks make you more valuable.
0: Yeah. I think that's a wonderful way to end the show today. Um, so, so Mm -hmm. building on this show, Mm -hmm. uh, next week, uh, we are going to be live, I believe. uh, And we will be talking about the power of positive thinking, and how shifting your mindset uh, can help you reduce stress.
1: Yes. And we'll be giving
0: you lots of tips and tricks.
1: That's right. Join us again.
0: All right, thank you all for thank you all for being here. Remember to like, subscribe, and share this on your favorite podcast platform. Again, uh, our Spotify audience is growing. Thank you for all of the new Yay. subscribers on that. And until next mm-hmm. time, be well. Bye bye.
1: Bye.
0: You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe. Radar our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.